Our Super Bowl 47 coverage rolls right along here from the New Orleans Convention Center. Darren McFarland, 1025 The Game. Low T Center in Brentwood inside Maryland Farms and the Freeland Chevy Business Elite Sales is a part of our Super Bowl coverage down here in New Orleans all week long. No stranger to the show. We've really enjoyed catching up with this guy over the years and uh, always brings it. Every time he comes on the show, he's Chris Domino, 790 The Zone in Atlanta. He's here at our table. Chris, how you doing? I'm doing well, Darren. How are you? Doing wonderful. So uh, how's, uh, I guess, the... Post Falcons, the what? Depression. The what? Uh, what's the best way to put it? How are people coping with what happened? Uh, fairly well. The Seattle win helped, no doubt about it. The referendum on this team was the Seattle game. If you didn't win that, uh, I'm. It would have been as close to pitchforks and brooms on fire <laughs> that Atlanta has seen in a very long time. It didn't come to that. The way they beat Seattle, it was the good, the not so good. Okay, you won, and then obviously everybody knows what happened. Up 17 nothing and losing that game. There's. There's disappointment. There's despondency. It took about two or three days for a little bit more of the anger to set in. It really wasn't the beginning. How the hell did that happen? This team converts with two minutes left. How did it happen? I don't know. Uh, 28-7 is what they got outscored. Shut out in the second half. And it was really crazy. They open up the second half, 24-14. They answer right before halftime. The Falcons do go up 10, give up a touchdown, and then it was all downhill from there. And then, obviously, at the end of the game, you're, you're two hands worth of yards from going to the Super Bowl, and Matt Ryan, you saw him do it just the week before. You saw him do it at halftime of this game, right before the half, and it didn't work for really the first time in a long time, and lo and behold, you're sitting there going, I think this is over. I don't think we get to go to the Super Bowl. They're not playing a, a playing game anymore. It's done, and that's exactly. Now they've got, it, they've got holes, and no doubt about it, they've got holes. We'll find out how quickly and how much cash you can throw or draft picks you can throw to fill them in. This league is built on parity. And when you yep. look at five years under Matt Ryan and Mike Smith, the home record is it, 59 and 24? The numbers are silly. Yeah, I mean, in fact, I did this on our show, and we had Wes Durham on. Mm-hmm. And I said, Wes and George and Willie, I'm going to give you this record of this team and this coach over the last five years. And I'm like 13 and 3, 12 and 4, 11 and 5. I think the one off year was 9 and 7, was the worst year. Bill Belichick. And I said, Who is this? Right, everybody's Bill Belichick. No. Second best home record over the last Mike, five years. Mike Tomlin. No. Second best record in the last five years at home, only behind New England, and I think it's only two games behind New England. So now the games begin. You know you can do this much. Now how do you figure out how to do more? And Arthur Blank was angry last year. I'm not telling you he's happy. He's not uh, river dancing up and down Peachtree because he's, he's quite honestly, you didn't have to be great this year. What really bothers me more than anything is you didn't have to be great. Baltimore was 1-4 and four in their last five. San Francisco didn't have a three-game winning streak. All year, they did not have one three-game winning streak. They got their asses kicked up in Seattle, and you just said, come on, bring the young man in, and let's get hostile. 17-0. Woo-hoo. I'm not going to tell you my mind didn't wander, because it did. My mind wandered. I didn't get to the point of saying out loud, because I don't like those people. I didn't change my seat. I didn't switch what type of wings I was eating in the building. I didn't do any of those things, so don't blame me. But next thing you know, when it went away, it went away big and hard. I mean, it was just it was a lousy, lousy feeling doing a post-game show that day. So how have the fans reacted now that we're a little bit removed from it? I mean, do they want heads? Do they Are they saying, okay, we're satisfied, no. finally one win? Yeah, you know, it's, ne- it's wait ne- till next year. What neither, is it? It's neither one of those. Okay. It's not heads have to roll. But you've been warned. And it's not we're satisfied because 
that ain't paying the bills. There really is middle ground where I told you it was despondency that turned to anger a few days later. And then you say, okay, where'd you spend your money? Ray Edwards, well, that didn't work. Is Michael Turner really the back? You didn't really go fill in that need. Uh, your offensive line was okay. What about your defense? You didn't tackle very well. And I, I mean, there was really three days after, Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday, probably more than any, it was the, if you look at this team, let's really pick it apart. Uh-oh, there are things that have to be done. And now it's up to Thomas Dimitrov and Mike Smith and two new coaches from, you know, one year now under their belt to get better, figure out ways, not just statistically, nobody, but that's the, nobody cares anymore. I don't care what your record is. I don't care if you're 9-7, 10-6. Give me any combination. Get to January. I don't care. If you have to go on the road, be a Super Bowl contender by going on the road. This home field stuff now, nobody's enamored with this idea that because you're here and somebody's coming to you, you're going to the Super Bowl. That's done. You just have to be good enough to win any place come next January. So is Tony Gonzalez going to join 790 The Zone? What are his future plans? We don't have that kind of cash, brother. We're just a little struggling AM radio station in the city of Atlanta. We're just little, uh, little boys in a big pond of a big city. I think he might come back. I do really? think his clock will... And it, it might take a little while. Uh, it might take what's the concession in terms of when he has to come in. He lives in California, wants to live there. But he likes Atlanta. Uh, he got a taste. This was the one way that you thought he might come back. Win one, mm, this tastes good. Lose one close and realize that you were this tick away from being a Super Bowl team. I think that might work for the Atlanta Falcons' favor if he actually in April, let's say, sits back and says, it's not the money. He's leaving 8 to $10 million on the field, and that's crazy because not many guys do that. They usually have to rip the uniform off. But I think more importantly, it's going to be that mindset of he's, got, he's a millionaire, and he'll be a multimillionaire by being just Tony Gonzalez. In other words, he has work tomorrow. One of the networks sure. is going to hire him. He's got a fitness thing that he's doing now. It's all going to work for Tony Gonzalez. So it's not about the money, but it's just going to be in April or May does he get that feeling in his belly that just says, I got another one in me. If he's here playing, is that for sure it? Yeah, I think so. No matter what the I outcome. Think so. Yeah, I think if it was the Super Bowl appearance, hey, they're going to give you an opportunity. You got one out of two shot, not really, but to get on the white horse and ride the hell out of town like not many guys do. I think if he had come here, he would have eaten the whole experience up and then actually been okay with it. I'm not so sure that game he's going to be okay with it in April or May. The Uptons are in town. What do you think? Uh, they needed it. The Braves needed some something dynamic. I, I'm as big a Martin Prado fan as you can get. I've been telling guys for years. Probably the most respected guy in that clubhouse. Probably the most respected guy. His work ethic, the amount of what do you need me to play, what do you need me to hit. He's done everything you could ask. You had to give up something to get something. But I promise, we had their dad on um, Monday morning. And I got to meet his dad when BJ was in town. So we had him on today. We'll have Justin on on Wednesday. And that whole concept of something had to change. Even if you signed Martin Prado and Michael Bourne, you couldn't have sold that team to the city. Seeing how that movie ends. They've won one playoff game in seven years, Darren. That's the most amazing thing that nobody... One playoff win in seven years. 19 teams in Major League Baseball have done at least that. So you're like the others now. If you don't want to be an other anymore, go do something different. This is dynamic. This is different. That outfield is going to play well. And I do think if Brian McCann comes back, you're going to have a good baseball team that's going to strike out a lot. They're feasting famine. Their great days are going to be great, and there are going to be days where you go... They just caved. It was good breeze at Turner Field. 15 or 16 punch outs in a game like that, <laughs> and it's going to happen. I'm worried, Chris, about, I guess, the roller coaster ride that it seems like Dan Ugla, uh-huh. Jason Hayward, uh-huh. and now the Uptons can do. So if they're all in their down cycle in the course of a long baseball season, how are the Braves going to score? Well, you're going to need pitching, and you're going to need— Because they're not consistent players. Well, again, they're going to strike out a lot. But I can tell you this. You can afford with this lineup to have one guy, one and a half guys not playing so well. And the 3 one homer might come back to Turner Field. Uh, solo shots don't really do you much good unless you really have a guy in the mound who's throwing 
really well. There shouldn't be a fly ball that hits the grass in the outfield. That's the good news. Uh, I think this team believes that they got better. I believe they think Freddie Freeman's still on an uptick. Jason Hayward's on an uptick. Both Uptons are on an uptick. And Dan Ugla, he can't be that again. And then everything else is whatever you get from Simmons. And I'm not a big leadoff hitter guy. I've always said unless you have one of the three or four or five elite leadoff hitters, it doesn't matter. Jason Hayward might be hitting in a two-hole. That's your future three or five-hole hitter who might be hitting in a two-hole because he's best suited to do it. I think the Uptons are 20 steal guys. I think Hayward's a 20 steal guy. Uh, I think Ugla's a 30 home run guy. I talked to him the other day. If he swings at strikes, he was in more 0-1-1-2 holes. I've never seen it. It was like he showed up at the ballpark in the hole. Like the umpires just said, it's a bad <laughs> softball league. You got two on you. Hit it foul and you're out. Uh, I think he knows he has to be more selective. I think he's another 30 home run season coming up this year. All right, yes or no answer? Yes. Nationals still the team to beat in the division. The LaRoche thing was really big. Uh, yeah, you know what? I'll say okay. I'm right. okay with that. I hope the Atlanta Braves and the Braves fans are okay with that. Chase something. I always like when somebody actually is a little bit in front of you. Go catch them. I see you in front of me. I'm going to go catch you. you got 162 games to do it. And you only have to be in first place for one day. And unfortunately, the Braves found out you don't even have to be in first place. They're going to give you one crack. But unfortunately, one crack can turn to misery as well. Georgia was right there. Oh, it's ridiculous. The right there. Same place on the field. Say, I know crazy. And then an infield fly rule that nobody can figure out to this day. I talked to Joe Torre that night. I think even he was confused by what happened. <laughs> and I like Joe Torre and he's, a, he's an honorable man, I think. But even after the conversation, it's like when I, see an, when I see a left fielder and a shortstop who played thousands of games from the time they were five years old, look at each other and just say, we just screwed that up. I know that they know that they screwed it up. And the umpire, it was an absolute bailout. Todd Grantham, rumored to be going to the Eagles. What? That thing is, I guess, disappeared. I haven't heard anything. The New Orleans Saints. No, the, the new rumor was Eagles fill theirs. Uh, Chip Kelly doesn't go to Todd Grantham. New Orleans Saints, although now the rumor seems to be Romeo Cornell has a better okay. shot. Grantham hasn't said anything with signing day coming. A lot of people said, hey. So does that mean he's playing for a little bit more money? He's one of the highest paid coordinators in college football. So I'm a, I'm a capitalist. Go get it if you can get it. Maybe he's playing that angle with signing day coming. Nobody's heard including the recruits, although one kid said he told me a secret, but I can't tell you. Nobody knew what the hell that meant. Uh, New Orleans was the one that was still available. It was the one that was still open, and it looks like Cornell, either that or Grantham, might get his shot, and if he does, it's going to be sort of a different type of signing day in and around Georgia. Gut feeling he's back on, on the yeah, Georgia sidelines? I, my gut feeling is he is back. Okay. You know, I don't know what his relationship with Sean Payton is. There was a Dallas relationship. Both were there, but they weren't there at the same time. So I can start connecting dots that almost connect. And Todd Grantham might be an NFL guy, but I'm not so sure it's this year. I'm doing this as a favor. Yes, Last sir. thing, a minute. Uh-huh. Bobby Petrino, Western Kentucky. Yes. Go. Hey, good luck to Bobby Petrino and uh, Western Kentucky folks. And when I say that, I say that with uh, still a lot of disdain. I, I, I don't want to blow it for you guys. I hope you're going to get them on if that's sort of the area and the way you want to go. But uh, I said it before, I'll say it again. Bobby Petrino was a rat fink. And I'm not being moralistic. This is not a moral judgment. I really don't care what he did and who he did it to. I don't. I do know this. When you tell grown men, I'm in it, I'm in it, I'm in it. When you tell an owner, I'm here next year, and one day later, you're pig suing. You, you got the red tie on, and you are pig suing up there, and you don't know what you're doing other than you just left these guys. And left, by the way, you see this laminated card? That's what he left in everybody's locker. That's a true story. He left a laminated card. Not one phone call. Didn't do anything for anybody. He just up and left. That's like a hobo just deciding that, you know, this isn't a part of town I want to live in. I'm going to hop on a train. Except he followed the train to another job. One of these days, I hope you come out of your shell. 
Well, I really do. That, that They're guy, very he, quiet and reserved. I, again, I saw the interviews and I saw the tears, <laughs> and I'm not telling you second chances, third chances. This is not a moral play, I promise. What this is is a guy who, who preached one thing and did the exact opposite. That, to me, doesn't work. I told you he was going to bring it. Chris Domino, 790 I zone. wish him and that school <laughs> yes. all the luck in the world. <laughs> in Atlanta, he joins us here from Radio Row, brought to you by Low T Center in Brentwood inside Maryland Farms and Freeland Chevy Business Elite Sales. Uh, is Low T what I think it is? I might have to go see these guys. I'm feeling a little Low T-ish right well, now. Well, go wear this helmet, and uh, they'll hook you up. Appreciate it. Chris, thanks as always. All right, Darren. Thanks very much. All right. We'll take a break. We'll come back with more here on 1025 The Game.